0: So today is the last day for you to be part of a very important movement to hold off the far left's desire to pack the courts. They're planning to rig our entire federal judiciary system by adding four new liberal justices to the Supreme Court, which obviously could completely destroy the constitutional rule of law this country uh, has or at least had. Uh, If that doesn't scare you, it should. We really could basically be another country uh, by this time next year if this plan goes through. Thankfully, the good people at First Liberty Institute have been fighting against this. They're a national non-profit law firm. They're awesome. And they've crafted a letter uh, demanding that the Biden Commission reject the whole court packing scheme. You can get involved in this. Today's the last day. People like Franklin Graham and, and James Dobson are involved in this. Uh, Organizations like the American Policy Association, Concerned Women for America, Heritage Foundation, they're on board. You need to be as well. SupremeCoup.com. Today is the last day. Get involved now. SupremeCoup.com. SupremeCoup.com. We're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the
1: Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have been so busy watching Afghanistan, September 11th, everything else, that the left would like to believe we missed the other hand, September 1st. There was a World Economic Forum uh, interview that happened between Klaus Schwab, if that name doesn't just chill you to the bone, I don't know what will, and Christine Lagarde. Now she is the head of the European Central Bank. She was asked about the role of central banks. Do they have a role in society? Do they, they have a role in shaping our society? And do they have a role in climate change? Her answer will chill you to the bone. And it is really important that you understand it because these things are coming like a thief in the night. I'll explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck program. Okay, in in the next 20 minutes, you will understand um, why I say this. It's going to get harder and harder, and eventually, I believe. Damn near impossible for those who stand for the republic and the constitution to get a loan. You must pay your loans down or off. You've got to get out of debt as much as you can. You have to save money. Everything that you have, I believe, will be cut in half in value far as dollars go. And that's coming sooner than you think. Please call American Financing today. Get a lower interest rate if you can. Consolidate your loan. Put your bills, your high interest credit cards, put that into your mortgage. Know which banks you're dealing with. Now, I want you to call American Financing. They're not a bank, they work for you, and they can design it the way you want, and they can help you save a lot of money. Please. Do this now. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800 906 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, one 8 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I've known Justin Haskins for quite some time. Uh, I think we first met when uh, I read about him uh, putting together StoppingSocialism.com. Is that when we first met? Uh, we didn't meet. Yeah, we. So I like, called but you. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just thought, and you were young at the time, weren't you?
2: I'm always young. Yeah, I'm still young. Yeah, Come right, on. Right. What are you talking about? No,
1: but I mean, I think you were like in your, <laughs> your 20s or just out of college or something like that. Uh,
2: yeah, like mid 20s. Yeah.
1: Probably. Okay. Um, and now he's the editorial director at the Heartland Institute uh, and also the co-author of the new book that we have coming out in January, uh, all about The Great Reset. And this has been a very difficult book to write because it's very complex and It can easily be dismissed as conspiracy theory if you don't have the facts. And quite honestly, when we started talking about it a year ago, year and a half ago, I don't think we had a handle on it. Nope. Uh, And I'm not sure we still have a handle on it. But the more we learn and the more facts we gather, the more frightened uh, we become that that the world is behind the eight ball.
2: Yeah, w- w- without a doubt. I think when we, when it first started, you and I looked at this as this is some sort of a plan to institute socialism or Correct. Marxism or something like that. It uh, is not.
1: It's much worse. It is so much worse. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, w- I started all of this out. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time working on socialism. That's my background. Yeah. And I'm so I'm terrified of socialists. Right. 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 And I thought that 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 was the worst thing that could ever happen would be AOC, Bernie Sanders. They get power. Now, I don't think that that's
1: true. You know, it's crazy because you and I worked on the book arguing with socialists um, and I was convinced you were convinced that's what was really going on. Once you understand the Great Reset, you understand those are those are useful idiots. They're rubes. That's right. Um, It is. It is everything the left used to put into movies about the corporation. America is becoming a giant corporation. It is public-private partnerships with the Great Reset. It is why you've been shut down, but Home Depot is okay. That's right. You've been shut down, and your doctor can't give you a shot, but CVS can. You're, you can't have uh, medicine that does, isn't, isn't the recommended medicine uh, by some government group that is helping pharmaceuticals get rich. It's crazy what's right. going on.
2: At some point, the left realized, the elitists in the left, we're not talking about grassroots, democratic, social, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they realized at some point that corporations and big money and the establishment... It would be so much easier if we could just find a way to buy those people off and get them on board. Yeah. Why are we fighting with them? They have so much power, so much political clout. They're in bed with establishment Republicans. How can we get them on board? So they created this system and it's been rolled out over the past decade or more. Uh, ESG scores we've talked about that yeah. a bunch of times before using central banks and and the banking system to buy off corporations to take the corporations over who they they won't go along with with their plans to kick out leaders who won't go along with their plans and to put in place a system that guarantees that we're going to move towards a progressive uh uh well, authoritarian, yeah, it's authoritarian fascist, globalist state.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. There's it's really crazy. no
2: easy way to define it.
1: No. Um, now, I'm going to give you some information about a meeting that happened on September 1st at the World Economic Forum. Uh, and I want you to really understand what's being said here. Tell me about the two people that are involved.
2: Right. So this is an interview, believe it or not, between the head of the World Economic
1: Forum. Yeah. And by the way, anyone who says it's a conspiracy, we're telling you go to the world economic forum listen to them they're openly discussing it absolutely they published this
2: interview on their own on the world economic forum website it's between the head of the world economic forum klaus schwab one of the most outspoken supporters of the great reset of resetting the global system of forcing america to come along with it as well as other countries around the world and christine lagarde who is the head of the european central bank That's the bank, essentially, for the European Union and the euro. It's sort of like the Fed. Our Fed. Exactly.
1: So he asks the head of the European Fed about the role central central banks should have in society. Now, what is our Fed's charter? Our Fed's charter is very simple. What is it?
2: Our Fed's charter is to ensure that the monetary system is. You know, stable.
1: Yes, yeah, stable and to watch for inflation. Right. That's it. So she said, now listen to this. What role can central bl- banks play in the fight against climate change? Well, that's a highly controversial issue. There are some traditional thinkers who believe central banks should altogether stay out of that business and exclusively con- uh, concentrate on inflation and price stability. That's the charter of the Fed Bank. I strongly disagree with that. At the ECB, the Fed of Europe, we now have wrapped up and concluded our strategy review, which was the first one in 17 years. And I was blessed to have an entire governing council unanimously agree that the fight against climate change should be one of the considerations that we take when we determine monetary policy. So at least the European Central Bank is of the view that climate change is an important component in order to decide on monetary policy. Okay, you can say, well, that's good because climate change is really important. That's not the scary part. Listen to what she says. After acknowledging central banks should get involved in this, Lagarde said people are going to have to suffer and sacrifice. Listen to this. And that takes me to your second question, Lagarde said. Can we arrive at the trade off between fighting climate change, preserving biodiversity, and yet securing enough growth to respond to legitimate demands of the population? Listen to that again. Can we fight climate change and secure enough growth to respond to legitimate demands of the population? Legitimate, whatever they define as legitimate demands. And my first answer, Klaus, to be firm, is that to have a way of life, we need life. And in the medium term, We have major threats on the horizon that could cause the death of hundreds of thousands of people. So we must think life first. We have to think of way of life second. Do you understand, America, what that means? You have elites that you never elected that are having these meetings. They are out in the you have Davos. Davos is the World Economic Forum. So you have all of those elites that go to Davos every year deciding what is a legitimate need for you and telling you that your needs are going to go away in your lifetime. You may not see a time where you get wants again. Just your needs are going to be addressed. Am I reading this wrong? No, this is absolutely
2: what this is, what is being said here. Dude, she's very clear that we need to make sure that way of life is second to life. We have to save all of these people, hundreds of thousands of people who are going to die from the supposedly existential threat of climate change and put their their uh, their wants and their desires and their high quality of living. All of that has to come second and she later went on to say Listen that to this. and make sure that the cost of it she's talking about the cost of of these climate change policies make sure that the cost of it is not <laughs> so high for some people for some people that's right for some people that they just cannot tolerate it I think that the trade-off that we reach will probably require some redistribution because it is clear that the most exposed people, the less privileged people, are those that are going to need some help.
1: This is a central
2: bank saying this. This is not an elected official who's accountable directly to the people. This is a central bank saying we're going to print money, we're going to use monetary policy to impose these ideas to rework society in order to accomplish our goals.
1: Now, you can say, well, that's just the Davos crowd and that's just the European Central Bank. Where's the Fed on this? Where's our Federal Reserve? Where are they on this? They are moving in the
2: exactly the same direction, exactly the same direction. Um, and, And there's been people who have been openly talking about this. In fact, there was this article in Bloomberg that was published. I think it was in late August. And this is the article. It was incredible was was designed to defend People who were criticizing the Fed for not doing as much as the European Central Bank. That was the point of the article. And in the article, they report on what's been going on here in America. And they said, Powell, that's the head of the Federal Reserve here, and the Fed's board of governors created two new entities, the Financial Stability Climate Committee to focus on the broader financial system and the Supervision Climate Committee to focus on individual institutions. This matters because it means top officials are committed to regularly evaluating and responding to the threat, the threat of climate change. They're already working to ensure that banks embed climate change in their business decisions, analyzing exposures, identifying concentrations of risk and considering how to manage them over time.
1: This is not just about climate change. This goes into ESGs now. Let me tell you about the Great Reset's creepy youth movement that is going on. Um, And I want you to understand, this is not just the United States of America. This is almost every country on planet Earth either coming to it on their own free will or being strong armed into it. We are talking about a global government not led by the United States of America. Why do you think we're being systematically dismantled? You cannot bring the world up to America's standards. You must bring America down low to the world's standards. That is what's happening. And it's really important for you to understand, as I've been saying a lot lately, This is going to come like a thief in the night. It is so far well underway. But you must be informed. You must be informed. Uh, We'll give you more here in just a second. So one thing you need to do is keep your family strong. Uh, Keep your family from eating the steady diet of this wokeism and crap that we see. I I was listening to music the other day. Tell me, I mean, Martin Luther King said, you know, if you're going to have a revolution, you have to have a soundtrack. Tell me the music uh, that is supporting, supporting America, supporting good values, anything else, just something to strive for. Nothing. Everything points our kids and us into the ground. There is something that you can do for Hollywood movies, television, and it is called vid angel. It is something that will allow you To censor or to filter is a better word, to filter the things out that you don't want your kids having a steady diet of or that you don't want in your home. VidAngel works with most movies and TV on Amazon, Prime and Netflix. They have 12,000 TV shows, more added every single week. I want you to check this out. Try it for a month. They're going to give it to you for a dollar. They're so convinced that you're going to love this and you will use this all the time. That they'll let you try it out for a dollar. Promo code Beck. A dollar for the first month. It's vidangelbeck dot Try it now for only a buck. Vidangelbeck dot Ten seconds, station ID. Okay, so People think that you are, our children are being indoctrinated into Marxism, but that's not really the goal. And a few honest teachers and teachers' unions have been very clear it is to make your kid into an activist. Okay? It's not about reading, writing, and arithmetic, it's about indoctrinating them to get them to become an activist. Why is that so important? Because as... And you've seen this with with Greta Thunberg.
2: She's sort of the, the epitome of this whole idea. They believe that they can use... There's two goals to this. The first, I think, is that they believe that they can use kids as a prop to try to get things done because kids are sympathetic. Politicians are not sympathetic, but children are sympathetic and they can go out there and they and they don't under They haven't been involved in these things for decades. They don't know who the players are. And so they're happy to go out there and protest in the streets and become activists and
1: all too willing to do it. BLM is a very good example. There's lots of people that went out and because they said black lives do matter. I agree with that. But they didn't know that it's Black Lives Matter Inc run by a bunch of white people, many of them over in Europe, that were just sowing the seeds of discontent and taking all of that money. So they have they're not looking beyond the message now. uh, They are the World Economic Forum in conjunction with its Global Shapers, their youth activation uh, program. Uh, which has ties to Al Gore and his climate work, has just published a millennial manifesto that has six principles for activism. Uh, it's I mean, when did the Davos people say, you know what we need? Love is a, a manifesto for our children. But this is what they're pumping to our children. I just want to go through them quickly and stop me if if there's something you think needs to be put in one. We will create space for intergenerational dialogue. That seems great. We'll ask big questions to advance bold solutions. We will pursue systems of change and collective action. We will build bridges within across communities to strengthen the structures that work and dismantle those that don't really important language. We will set ambitious goals and move from talk to action. We will focus on local changes that can lead to global transformations and celebrate our progress. We'll make space for diverse lived experiences. We'll embrace uncomfortable conversations. We'll surrender our privilege and give everyone a seat at the table. We'll engage to listen, understand, and co-create solutions. We'll create brave spaces for ideas to be heard, questioned, and challenged. Yeah, right. We'll recognize the complex intersectionality of social change. We'll, call, we'll care for ourselves, others, and our ecosystem.
2: Right. What What people need to understand is that there are literally hundreds of these groups all over the world with thousands of members youth members who are being given this material and being trained by the world economic forum to become youth activists in the streets and in other documents that the world economic forum has put out they've said that the reason for this is so that these groups can put pressure locally on their political leaders to go along with the sort of Great Reset Agenda. That's the goal of all of this. An international network of youth activists like Greta Thunberg who can go to their local governments and demand these changes in the streets and force these politicians to shout down children.
1: It is why it is so important for you to act locally Because they are acting locally. This is what really is happening. And I got to tell you, anybody who thought they were freedom fighters, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. You have the Davos people training your children in groups to help. The, the biggest globalist George Soros types of the world who are flying out to Davos every year. You have them training them on what they have to do for fairness. It is insidious and it is everywhere. We will have more on this uh, in the coming days and weeks, and the new book on The Great Reset uh, by myself and Justin Haskins will be coming out, I believe, in January. You need the facts on this. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Uh, Jeffrey lives here in Texas. He writes in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I just wanted to send a message of thanks. I am free of pain from my knee and my lower back, which means I can keep my auto detailing business going. And let me tell you, it was touch and go there for a while. But I'm back working hard. Thank you for telling me about Relief Factor. Jeffrey, uh, you get your life back and there is nothing better. And I know because it's happened to me. The reason you can't, you feel like you just can't go on is because of that stupid pain that just will. It's relentless. And it's like water on a stone. It just keeps dripping and eventually just wears you down get out from underneath that water and that drip of pain relief factor 70 percent of the people who try it go on to buy more i want you to try just it just try it for three weeks if it's not working for you in three weeks most likely it's not going to work for you take it as directed and if it starts to work for you in three weeks order more and see the difference. get your life back relieffactor.com
0: after checking off the first 37 names off the list, Glenn Beck will appear on Studios America tonight. Uh, don't miss it right before his new special, blazetv.com slash Glenn.
1: I was going over the script uh, for tonight's Wednesday night special uh, with the writers and uh, this was last night. And they have they put some facts in there that uh, shocked me, absolutely shocked me. Uh, Tonight, you're going to see what the federal government they're 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 grabbing on to three crises that are going to change the world and going to change America permanently. Climate change, covid and January 6th, Uh, January 6th has been uh, just just the facts on January 6th. I do about 10 minutes on that tonight. Those will melt your brain. It's, it's stuff that nobody knows. Nobody has asked questions on. Uh, and you don't have a right to know. It's if you think it's if you think things are bad, you need to understand what's really being arrayed against you. And that is uh, tonight. And there are things that we can do about it. And they're important that we do. And we'll give you that information tonight on blaze TV, blaze tv.com slash Glenn. If you join us now, please support us. Uh, we are, uh, I, we are entering a very difficult uh, time period in our country and for broadcast and people like me, uh, please support us. If you find anything of value, if you don't, that's fine. But if you do find something of value that we do, please join us uh, so we can help Continue to get the word out at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save uh, on your subscription. Uh do we have Seth Rogen on? Because I'm excited for some comedy.
0: Ron oh, Rogan there.
1: Glenn. It's Josh? Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man, he's got bad news. Much for better us. connected, I think, <laughs> yeah. to the Trump uh, to the Trump White House and yeah. what's actually going on here. Yeah. Uh, so um Uh, Josh Rogan is a great writer not he's not political he'll call them where they land sure Um, and he had unprecedented access to the uh, White House under Donald Trump and he said it was chaos under heaven Uh, he said it was you know um, a, a an administration that was divided and split against itself and at war with itself But he has an interesting uh, take on what General Milley is reported to do, and his sources are uh, meticulous. I mean, he really makes sure that what he has to say has been sourced uh, and can be backed up. I wanted to get his opinion when when I heard the news about Milley. The first person I wanted to hear from was Josh, and I'm glad he's on the program with us today. Hi, Josh. How are you? Great to be with you. So uh, this is a a really weird thing because we don't know exactly what happened. And I don't want to accuse. I don't want to accuse anybody because this is so serious. I'm kind of like, strangely, Donald Trump today who said, I'll believe it when I see it. But if it's true, it's real trouble. Explain what happened and what your sources are telling you.
3: Right. So I had the same reaction. It's shocking, if true. So I decided to do what I do, which is to call up people who were in the room to figure, try to figure it out. And so over the past 12 hours, I've actually gathered up a ton of information. I'm happy to share that all with you in okay. your which right now. And basically, it's more complicated than the way it's been covered. Surprise, surprise, right? It's always more complicated, you know? And your intro is exactly right. If you remember at the end of the trauma, it was pretty chaotic. There was body stuff going on and all the different parts of the government weren't talking to each other so you know what i've discovered is that yes there is some truth to the fact that uh at that time both in october and then in january after the capitol uh, uh incident there was mark milley was making calls not just to the chinese but to lots of other countries and he was basically saying to them, hey listen i know you've seen some crazy stuff on the tv don't worry nothing's going to happen we're going to be fine now the details of what he said in those Chinese calls, that's what Woodward and Kost Kost are trying to say is new, right? Oh, he warned about, we're going to warn you if you don't attack, right? Those details are in dispute, okay? And what's weird about that, of course, is that the only person who probably could have given that information to the, to Woodward is Mark Milley, right? So why would he say those things if they weren't true? So it makes people believe that there's, those are true. But the larger context, and this is really important, is that he wasn't doing this all by himself, is that he was actually working with, at the time, Defense Secretary Mark Esper and others, but he wasn't telling everybody. So the White House didn't know what the Pentagon was doing. The Pentagon didn't know what the State Department was doing. The NSC didn't know what parts of the White House was doing. And now that this all comes out in a book a year later, it seems shocking. And everyone's like, oh, my God, how could that have happened? But if you Pick, pick through it all you'll realize that some of it's true some of it's disputed some of it seems like it's not true and in the end what you've got is a very complicated story that can only be really resolved by one man that's mark milley the only way we can really figure out what mark milley said you know is talking to mark milley or that chinese general but i don't think he's going to return
1: Yeah, call. i don't think so <laughs> so you have a, a general mark milley a, right. allegedly calling what the book describes a friend for many many uh, years um who is in the joint chiefs role over in china an enemy country saying that we want you to know uh, if, you know we're not going to launch missiles and uh, you know we're not going to go to war and if we do if that's what's happening i will call you and give you the heads up that is So unbelievably, that's the allegation, allegation. so unbelievable that that could have happened. And what's crazier is how many people on MSNBC and others are saying that's okay. I wouldn't condone that with Joe Biden uh, and Afghanistan. Sorry, that's not the way things work in the United States of America. How much of that do we think is true? Right, right.
3: So it's really it's really. Uh, important question because you know right so we can say that the fact that he's calling people in china is not necessarily a scandal that's kind of what people in his position do the fact that he didn't tell people in the white house about it well that's kind of messed up but again it's not a, 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 a some sort of illegal act it's just it's just him being him you know he thought he was in
1: charge we dropped you know, he, he thought he was in charge running. okay
3: He he thought he was running U.S. foreign policy, and that wasn't his job at the time, and he's not supposed to be doing that. And that's the real question is, like, how much is he freelancing and how much is he conspiring with Nancy Pelosi to guide our foreign policy in a way that the president of the United States wasn't aware of? And why is he doing that? No,
1: wait, wait, wait. I think it's important that you stop and explain the Nancy Pelosi thing, because there was a story that came out about Nancy Pelosi uh, that looks like she was read in on this.
3: Well, this is also in the Woodward book. According to the book, according to the reports about the book, Pelosi called Milley and said, Donald Trump is crazy. He could do anything crazy. He might launch a uh, a military coup. Are you going to stop it or not? And according to the book, Mark Milley said, OK, don't worry, I got this. You know, basically, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to let Donald Trump launch a, a military coup or launch a nuke against uh, China. And I'm going to tell everybody in the Pentagon that they shouldn't let that happen without talking to me first. And Again, that sort of gets to the core question, which is like, do we really think that was happening, right? This is the the real breakdown in our discourse in our society, and a lot of the, all the mainstream media takes it as sort of a uh, uh, just a, a, a truism that that Donald Trump was capable of launching a nuke against China for some reason. But I was there, and I'm in the mainstream media, and I never saw any evidence that he was going to do that. In other words, we could you can easily over over analyze and overblow the 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 level of, of of what happened on January 6th and what happened on in that, inside that white house, there were some bad, there, there was some crazy stuff that happened, but no, we weren't about to nuke China. So why is Nancy Pelosi telling the joint chiefs of chairman to, that we have to prevent Trump from nuking China? Maybe she wasn't, you know, being objective either. Maybe even Mark Milley wasn't being objective either. Maybe in those last days, you know, they lost their minds a little bit too, like a lot of people. So It's a judgment call. And, you know, and that's why we have civilian leadership over the military. So if we were at a situation where the Speaker of the House and the Joint Chiefs Chairman were trying to prevent the president from having control over the military. Yeah, that's crazy. But that doesn't mean that's entirely Trump's fault, because I never saw any evidence that he was about to nuke China. So where did they get that from? And why are they talking about that? Why are they warning
1: the Chinese about it? And and and. and And but by the way, that is not even if they really did think that that was going to happen, that's not their role. If they believe that, then the general should put his stars on the desk of the president and say, I cannot work with you i think you're a very dangerous man leave the white house alert the press and stand there next to the speaker of the house who also believes that and present the evidence to the american people the american people would not have stood behind a coup some would have but the united states of america we we are law abiding we respect our system As long as we believe it's fair, but even when we think it's not fair, we want investigations. Um, This is not the way you run a constitutional republic. This is the way you run a banana republic.
3: Exactly. And remember that after January 6th, Mark Esper wasn't there. So now at this point, General Milley, the, the big, the head uniformed official in our military that we're supposed to have civilian control over the military he's doing now he's doing this on his own and that's not his job again if the reporting is true and so so that's also say we got to hear from general Milley. he's got to tell us what he did and what he didn't do and we have to realize too that like you know he's become a politicized figure for sure but a lot of that is his own doing. You know, mm-hmm. how do, how we're, how do we have 17 books with inside background quotes about General Milley's personal conversations about how General Milley saved the republic from the crazy President Donald Trump, right? That doesn't. That's not an accident. You don't have 16 books come out in the space of three months with all these General Milley, you know, uh, stories about how he's the hero and how he was the guardrails and we wouldn't even have a democracy if it wasn't for General Milley. And then... Everyone, oh, why is General Milley politicized? Well, yeah, that's because, you know, he's been put up on this pedestal and the Democrats built this pedestal, right? They built it for a reason. It's because the they, they, they their January 6th hearings are coming up and they want Milley. They want him on that stand, right? This is what this is about for them. They're, they want to prevent Trump from running for re-election. And whether you're not Whether you're for Trump or against Trump, again, this is a manipulation of the system, and that's what I object to. I'm not saying Donald Trump did everything right. I'm not saying General Milley did everything wrong. I'm saying that the reason that we have institutions is so that the Speaker of the House and the, the Chief Chairman don't have to have a phone call about telling china we're not going to nuke them because that's not how democracy works that's not how our system was designed and, you know what the democrats will of course say is like oh well this was an unprecedented situation because the president was like it doesn't matter insane. that's the argument it that doesn't matter that, that... i don't even think he was clinically insane like i don't agree with him on a lot of stuff i think he did a lot of crazy stuff but there's no evidence that he was about to nuke china
1: so look at they... taking you can make the same case about joe biden right now his behavior, everything he's done has been a detriment to the republic, in my opinion. He looks as though he's just looking for pudding 90 percent of the time. Now, that doesn't make that that doesn't that doesn't give you the right to go around him and you evoke the 25th Amendment and you speak out and you present a case. You don't go around the elected right. president of the United States, period. I don't and, care who it is.
3: And, and just on that point, but if you think about it, how much how much how much President Biden be thinking about General Milley, who's still the Joint Chiefs Chairman, who now he knows is willing to do all of this stuff without telling the White House or telling everybody in the White House, at least. Mm. And he's still he's, he's still in position. He's a highly politicized figure who went through all these controversial, you know, incidents. Did he handle them all perfectly? Of course not. I guess nobody would, but that's a problem for the Democrats. If they, if they think about it for two seconds, they realize that now he's a huge, they've built him up to be this hero. They're venerating him as he's, the guy's like one miracle away from full canonization in Washington. And after that, He'll be able to tell President Biden to go screw himself if he wants to. And the Democrats will have a lot of trouble, you know, taking a sledgehammer to the pedestal that they just built for him.
1: Josh Rogan, thank you so much. Um, it's I appreciate your clear thinking and your even-handedness on everything. Thank you I'm so much. i trying to call it like I see it. I know, I know, and I appreciate it. Not a lot of people do that. Uh, columnist for The Washington Post, I don't know how, but he is. Author of Chaos Under Heaven, must-read, Josh Rogan. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to say goodbye. And today seems like we just got started. And before you know it, it's time to say goodbye. And that's what I think about, uh, every day around the time I take the last bite of that built bar, uh, slowly crumple up the wrapper to throw in the trash. Au revoir for now, I say. Oh, I, I'm getting a little misty eyed, um, uh, Talking about this unbelievably great snack, candy bar. It is a candy bar. I don't care what they say. I don't care. I don't care, Built Bar, what they call you. I don't care if they laugh at you and say, you're not a candy bar. To me, you'll always be a candy bar. Oh, sure, you've got, you know, high protein, but you also have real chocolate. Low calorie, low carb, but massive amounts of taste. Nine incredible flavors. <laughs> Yes, I might say goodbye to this built bar, but I know there will be another built bar for me somewhere down the road. Probably in about three minutes. Built bar, you can find them now at built dot com. Use the promo code BECK fifteen get fifteen percent off your next order. It is tremendous, tremendous. And there's part of me that is glad to say goodbye because I know there's another one waiting for me. Built dot com. Use the promo code. Beck 15, say 15 percent, built.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, the Wednesday night special. Um, The Capitol Police are morphing into a new arm of the intelligence apparatus, uh, transforming into a, quote, intelligence gathering organization, they're getting massive increase in funding and surveillance equipment. They're opening new offices now outside of the capital. Is this the beginning of a of a new national police force? What what exactly is this? And what is it that they're not telling us about January 6th? There is a lot to talk about because there is a new federal government that is being weaponized against the people. Tonight, you don't want to miss Weaponizing Crisis exposing the hidden hand after January 6th tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV and on YouTube. Don't miss it. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program.